0: Man, that's a bar. Every coach thinks the higher score is the correct score. I think we just need to take a more objective look and go. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Marquis. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up, you tune it in to Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know what are always talking. So listen up, you boy about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's This is episode number 103. Not sure if there's gonna be a 104, but thank you for joining. As always, we have a great show for you guys today. Today, Brittany has a post that she wants me to respond to for what's popping with the parents. And I have a quote of the week coming to us from long time judge Andre Carter. Not to mention, we actually went live on TikTok while recording this episode. So we actually take some questions from the audience. If it's your first time here, thank you for checking out the show for real. If you're new to the show, I really appreciate you. It's cool to see all the new people finding the podcast, and we're happy that you have found us. And so that you don't miss any more episodes, be sure to subscribe. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, and we're on YouTube. But from now on, well, I guess until I change my mind, the Full show will only live on true podcast apps. So Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube will now only have segments of the show. Again, YouTube will only have segments. Of the show. For everyone else, be sure to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok where the clips of the show live. Not to mention the other fun videos that we do. We were actually at CCE last weekend working with the homies. Shout out to the homies over there, at CCE. And we actually made a fun video with sergeants asking the girls who had the best cheer music in the industry so if you want to watch cool videos like that or be a part of our other giveaways that we do there be sure to follow jason c larkins on TikTok and let's talk cheer podcast on ig shout out to my mother sheila claire sarah robin adriana chanel Tamara, myself my not so mysterious supporter heather peterson of flipside pablo representing for all the cheer dads out there our mate michelle mike the lean mean coaching machine Heidi, Adam, and our two newest supporters, Jasmine and Casey. If you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes, and you can donate for as little as $0.99 a month. But if you're saving money right now because you're headed to Florida soon for World's End or Summit, but still want to support without donating money, the best way to do that is to share the podcast. You know there's another cheer parent out there. You know there's another coach. You know there's another owner out there. Who needs to hear what we've got going on? Send it to them, or you can post it on your social media. And by sharing it on your social media, you are entered to win a free coach's training with yours truly. All you have to do is take a screenshot of an episode of the podcast, post that on your Instagram story, and tag our Instagram in the post. That's it. Share the podcast on your story and tag the Let's Talk to Your Podcast in the post, and you're entered to win. The winner will be announced in episode 105. And guys, usually there's a winner starting to form by this point. And I'm telling you, It is anyone's game. So get the gang together and start sharing. The more shares, the more entries. Someone is going to win. Why not you? I'm the cheer director at AKSC.com, Sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all you parent listeners. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more. What's up, B? How's life?
1: I think anytime like a really big competition comes up, like which I feel like Nashville is a really big one, there's like so much preparing that goes into like the week before we leave. And, you know, we leave on Wednesday, you guys leave on Wednesday. So I'm sure like Ashley is probably going a million miles trying to make sure everything's like set. Mm -hmm. I, as a parent, am trying to just make sure all the clothes are washed, make sure I have everything on my list, you know, and then we still do have practice Monday and Tuesday. So just kind of like trying to navigate that and just making sure we don't forget anything because yeah. if you forget something in town, it's okay. But when you are halfway across the United States, you're, you you can't really go back home. So other than that, life is good.
0: How is it good for you, dude? It's all good. You know, we're just doing our our thing right now. So yeah, I just been so focused on Nashville. Like I've just been locked in on Nashville for the last several weeks, just trying, you know, make sure we are squared away with teams. You know, and I'm I'm gonna put this out here. We won't by time this full episode airs, we'll already have known the results. So you know, but I want three paid bids. I really do. I want three paid bids and I've just been locked in. And so I'm just, I'm ready to go. I really hope by time this airs that, that we, that they have announced us with three paid bids, the summit. it. So I'm really trying to get all three in Nashville. You know, I'm not sure if I said this last year on the pod, but there's a really cool thing. I've been having the athletes write, in their journals and they had to write about, they had to write a thank you note to pressure. And, you know, they said to thank pressure for what pressure has done in their lives. And we did it last year, but you know, we we did it again this year, you know, just kind of like with Nashville coming up, it's like the pressure, like to be at our best is upon us, right? Like we really got to be locked in, right? It's a big competition. There's like 600. The last I heard, there were 660 teams that will be cheer teams, that will be at one up this weekend. So that means we've got to be like on our game if we want to walk away, you know, victorious in our divisions. And then obviously if we want to, you know, do even bigger things and, you know, win paid bids. So, but like the pressure allows you to focus. There's a good quote that says pressure can bust pipes or pressure can make the di- end. Pressure can make diamonds. It can do both of them, right? Like, so it can crush you or it can like turn you into, you, you can go next level, right? And so... I'm trying to go next level. I'm trying to be a diamond right now. I'm in, I'm in diamond phase right now. So I'm just trying to go next level and I'm just putting it out there. B I want three full paid bids. I really, I really want to walk away with three of them. I really do. So anyway, that's just Nash. Nashville has been keeping me focused. Nashville on the mind. Yeah. We have practice today and tomorrow we go on a plane Wednesday. Everyone's wondering why you guys are leaving so early. I don't know. Cause we're from California and we're weird. So we gotta be serious. <laughs> yeah. Competitions on Saturday. We're leaving on Wednesday. So, yeah, but we're going for the first time in a while. We did this and it was a hot mess. It seems to be going better than the first time we did it. um But we're live on TikTok right now. So, what's up to all of our, our TikTok people? not too many people in the chat anymore I guess they got bored and left uh, yeah last time it was a freaking hot mess last time we did it and we we're like well that didn't really work out but some people on the survey or I, I said something and a bunch of people said you guys should go live some more so you know here we are we're trying to go live so you know if some people hop in the chat maybe we'll um we'll talk about that and just
1: I do think it's like a little harder for people like right now, just because you know it is eight forty in the morning. It is, but I don't think people like understand sometimes. Like we usually record on Mondays, and we usually record like morning to like mm-hmm. midday. Yeah, because I, you know, I work in the evenings and or I work during the day, and you coach and work in the evening. So it's like we really only have like Mondays and. In the mornings, mm-hmm. basically, because, you know, you're working Monday evening yeah. and I'm like running kids around. So I think it's like kind. Of, it is kind of hard to like jump on and do a live when the most people are at home, you know, in the yeah. evening. Our schedules like don't work out that way. But maybe one day. We'll. One of
0: these days we'll do it at a prime, you know, 6 p.m. Cali time. You know, and yeah. everyone's going to be on. Like, oh, this is great. Great to ever see you live. Let's talk to your show. So anyway, so let's, I guess let's hop into the show for real then. Want to get into what's popping with the parents?
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: Hey, Let's Talk Cheer podcast listeners. I need to tell you about the number one all-star cheer conference this summer. I'm gonna be speaking at it as a guest speaker so you already know it's going to be fire. The Next Gen Summer Conference will be in Dallas June 23rd, Through the 25th, this conference is perfect for everyone in your gym. There will be skills classes for the coaches, leadership and management classes for the directors, and business classes for the owners. Guest instructors will include myself, Jason Larkins, Romel Osuna of World Cup. Adam Forte of Forte Spirit Solutions, and the whole crew from Next Gen. Make sure to head on over to ngconferences.com to register today. All right, here we go. So what's popping with the parents? For those of you guys who do not know, this is when Brittany is on one of her cheer mom pages. She sees something, and she's like, yo, Jason, we need your opinion on this. And Brittany, you sometimes throw in your opinion as well. You know, so what's popping with the parents, B.?
1: All right. So this person says, my seven-year-old daughter has been on a prep team for a few years now. She loves the coach. Beyond the coach, the D2 gym is short-saft, disorganized, and and the owner's not very friendly. There's another D2 gym about 45 minutes away that has at least two coaches per team, seems to be way more disciplined and organized. It's more in line with my expectations of an organization where I'm spending thousands of dollars and investing a lot of time. I don't want to take the fun away from my daughter, and she could have fun at another place, but as a professional, I can see things she can't see. I'm wondering if I should switch her. At the end of the day, she's seven. Am I making too big of a deal of this? Should I let her come to me and say she wants more than what she's getting, or should I switch her so she can get more because I know more exist? She'll be super sad to leave her coach, but I'll be super mad if I feel like I'm wasting my time and money. As a side note, she could be on a prep team for the next five years. It's not about the level, it's about safety, teaching teamwork, leadership, and accountability, as well as engagement and attention and team slash friend bonding.
0: Yeah. So I don't think, you know, one thing when, as you're reading it, I thought about this is this mom sounds rational. She does sound rational. Sometimes I, I think, you know, she asks, EMI, Am I blowing this out of proportion? I don't think those are exact words, but like, am I, am I, you know, am I looking too much into this? And I don't think you're looking too much into this. I feel, it seems to me like after, you know, hearing that, reading that this mom does seem rational and try, just trying to make the best decision for her daughter or not. And it doesn't seem to me like she's blowing things out of proportion. However, I don't think that I, for a prep, t- a seven-year-old on a prep team, would drive 45 minutes into another town if I had one in my city. Maybe if that's the closest gym, 45 minutes, then it is what it is. But I don't think I would drive 45 minutes for a D2 prep team, right? For a seven-year-old, right? All those things matter. I don't think I would do it. Um, You know, prep, they're still trying to, you know, figure out the sport. They're trying to figure out if they love the sport or not. You know, they're still in that, like, you know, is this our jam or not our jam? I think, you know, and, and this is just based on what I've heard. So I don't think I would do it. I think what I would do if I were this mom, I would probably go to the owners and the coaching staff and just try to set up a meeting and and kind of lay that out for them. I think that everyone wants to do right by the people in their gym. I think all coaches, most coaches, most owners want to have a good product that their customers enjoy, that the parents and the families enjoy and that they're proud of. And sometimes we just don't know that we're not up to snuff, you know? Like sometimes we just don't know or we or we know we're not up to snuff and we just don't know what to do to fix it and we don't have, you know, the courage to, you know, ask a parent or sometimes parents don't have the courage to say, Hey, you know, I really liked it when we used to do this, or I really like if the gym did this, I saw another program do this. I'd really like it if we did this, or, you know, I wish we were a little bit more organized. Like I wish we got out, you know, some of these dates sooner. I wish you wouldn't do, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, and I think that, you know, there's that quote, you know, know better, do better. Right. And I think if you give them the opportunity, if you still only Seven, and she's still only on a prep team. So, you gave if you had the if you were able to sit down, have a conversation with the owner, and you know, basically say exactly that. I well, I would elaborate more on like, hey, these are the these are the big issues that I'm having with the program. And, you know, we're we're disorganized. Name more specific things, right? We don't get our competition schedule until the month we start competing. We don't get choreography until this time. We never have uniforms ordered on time. Like, I don't know are various issues. I feel like these things could be taken care of earlier or sooner, or I, I would appreciate it if we did X, Y, and Z. I would like you to do this. And, you know, the owner will say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I'm so overwhelmed, blah, blah, blah. Or or just say, man, I-, I could do that. I'm so sorry. Let-, let me be better. You know, I always tell this to our coaches, especially when they have like hard, hard meetings. I tell to parents and coaches when coaches have to have hard meetings with parents. I feel like I do a decent job in parent meetings because I did a lot of crappy jobs in parent meetings before, right? I had to sit through a lot of parent meetings where I wasn't that good at it. And eventually I got better and, you know, I heard the parents' perspective on things and I was like, okay, like I see what these parents are talking about. I understand now I'm going to try to be a better coach and a better leader. And through all that, I was able to, you know, led me into the position where I am now. And so I think having a real conversation with this gym owner would help tremendously where and if it doesn't help at least you know that they don't plan on changing. And then you know the decision's easy. They don't plan on changing. Now it's time for me to make a decision based on that. But I would at least advise you to make that effort because a 45 minute drive is a big commitment. It's a really big commitment for a seven year old on a prep team. So you know if the kid was older, if the kid were on a higher level team, we had a kid years ago. He was phenomenal. His name Sam Cole. Kid was phenomenal. He was just incredible. And it was the year we got rid of the world's team right and the kid was incredible and i remember telling him sam i have zero issues with you going to be on samoad he went to go be on samoad right so samoad's about two hours away from us go do that and when they they actually won worlds that year the year he went to samoad and i remember telling him this is where you belonged i want to say the entire time because it was good when he was on our world team we had a world team that i thought was um you know worthy but at one point he grew out of that world's team. And Sam, go be on this team. And he's he was 18 at the time. We don't have a team for him. He's just he was last pass on Smoed, right? So he's just stupid good. And he was 18 on a world's team and it's two hours away. I don't have any problem with that. But I think a seven year old on a prep team, I, I think that's 45 minutes away. I feel like it's a little much. Anyway, B, what's your what's your perspective?
1: Well, this is not me agreeing with
0: you, by all means. True story. When I was a kid, my sister would practice her back handsprings down the hill on the side of our yard. Back then, buying mats from Tumble Track was not an option. But now you can step your tumbling game up with a folding incline mat by Tumble Track. Start perfecting those rolls kickovers, handsprings, and tucks with these cheese wedges that come in three different sizes and three bold colors. Get ready to flip, twist, and tumble like never before with the safety of an incline mat by TumbleTrack. Link in the description.
1: But at first when I was like reading the post that she had posted, like as a parent, I just think there's a couple things like the D2 gym is short staffed. It's disorganized. The owner's not very friendly. Like that right there, I would drive 45 minutes. But when you like, when you started to say like, hey, you know, maybe you should go talk to the owner, talk to him, you know, see about all these different like things, you know, exactly what you were saying. I kind of like started leaning towards yeah, it's not a bad idea to talk to the owner. I think it depends on kind of like what the kid wants. Like I wish I knew a little bit more about their situation. Because you know, does the child want more out of cheerleading? I also would like factor in the seven year old just at a standstill where she's not learning any new skills or those type of things, then that would probably push me more to move to the other gym. I feel like 45 minutes for me, that's not that bad. I mean, I know it's probably Like one way 45 minutes, but I don't think that I mean, we could it could take you 45 minutes to drive across Bakersfield from where I live, so I don't really think like it's that big of a deal. But I do kind of agree now, like with maybe talking to the owner, and then if you're not getting anywhere, I probably would move gyms. I also would ask my child, I know she's only seven years old, but you don't want to pressure a kid to do something that they don't want to do, you know. So, does my seven year old want to? eventually be on an elite team? You know, is this something, is this a sport she loves to continue doing and wanting to learn more? You know, at seven years old, I don't know what her skills are, but thinking back now, like, my kids started when they were, like, seven, I think, and they learned a back walkover at that age. And I, everybody, every kid's different, but they were learning their back walkovers at that age, and I knew that they wanted to do all the cool back handsprings and tucks, Mm -hmm. and you know, whips and things that all these other older girls were doing. So I knew that we were going to be in this sport because that's what they wanted to do. So if I were in the situation, honestly, I probably, depending on my mood, what my mood was that day, I would either just say, yeah, I'm going to go to another gym that's 45 minutes away, or I would talk to the owner. Mm. But I don't see a big deal of of going 45 minutes away at seven years old. I I think that's pretty reasonable.
0: There we go. I asked Ashley, I was like, hey, Ash. I was like, would you drive 45? We had worked at two different locations when I was at PCM. So we worked at PCM Marietta and PCM Anaheim. PCM Marietta and PCM Anaheim are about 45 minutes away from each other. We sat in a lot of traffic. And this is in Southern California. It's not Bakersfield, Southern California. So we have Southern SoCal traffic every day. And I remember, so I was asking Ash, Ash, would you drive Joey from to PCM Anaheim from PCM Marietta? She's like, absolutely not. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't. There's no way I'd sit in that traffic. There's no way I'd sit in that traffic for a seven year old on a prep team. There's just no way in the world. And we had plenty of kids who drove from PCM Marietta to PCM Anaheim, you know, to be on one of our summit teams, right? That happened all the time. I just couldn't imagine doing it for a prep team at seven years old. I'm like, no, she's perfectly fine right here. So, you know, Bakersfield's a little bit different, you know. I don't think it ever takes you like really 40. Well, I'm not sure actually where you live. But, you know, I know like sometimes like you get caught in like Bakersfield traffic, which is not like Southern California freeway traffic, you know?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that, that that does, like, now that you say it, like, that plays into it, too, you know? I mean, is it really 45 minutes, or is it, like, 15 minutes and 45 minutes with traffic? Or mm-hmm. is it 45 minutes, but an hour and a half with traffic?
0: Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, I think
1: that, that plays into it. It definitely does. But if it was really just 45 minutes, I mean, I live on the outskirts of Bakersfield mm-hmm. on the west side. So for me to get all the way over to the east side to, like, My husband's family's house, it takes me about 45 minutes to get over there. Yeah. So, but it is Bakersfield traffic, depending on, you know, the traffic. But I think if I'm sitting in the car for an hour and a half in SoCal traffic, (laughs) absolutely not. Yeah. I want to scream when (laughs) I have to drive to LAX. So, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. That's what we're in. 45 minutes, if it's smooth, you know, if we caught traffic, it's like, dude, we're just, stuck here so there's something else you said that i want to comment on but i don't know but those things did remind me of a couple of things so or this question in general remind me a couple of things and we talked a while ago about winning and losing uh drama free no drama and we were like hey i want to have no drama i'd lose all season long if there was no drama you know and the poll I, i forget which one but i think the one of the polls either on instagram or on tiktok feel free to definitely follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. One of the polls, it said something like, it was like split or a lot of people, I can't remember which one, but a lot of people chose, I would have the drama and win. And so I thought about that for a while. And I think we always tend to go with the thing that we don't already have. And so if you have, you know, in my life, I've been no stranger to winning. So you know what? I don't need any more drama. Like I love to be. Like I don't need another NCA jacket. I'll just be drama free, right? It's easy for me. It just. It's easy for me to say. You know what? I'll just be drama free from now on. I don't need any more jacket. But you've never. But I remember the feeling of not. Having ever won before. And at that time, I would have sacrificed anything. I'm like, a little drama, a little people talking behind my back. Dude, y'all can talk all you want if I'm going to get an NCAA jacket, right? And so I think that's kind of thought about that. Like, I think we all just kind of want a little bit more of what we don't have, especially if we've never had it before. If you've never had a drama, if your life has never been drama free, you're like, man, just, just give me some drama and, and you've won give me some, I need a little bit of that drama free life. And if you never won before, you're like, Hey, I'll do whatever it takes to win. So I don't know. That reminded me of that. So I went to throw that out there. And this also reminded me of it is, it's like tryout season. It's coming up very soon. At least, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see graphics, you know, people's promotions for their tryouts. Like, Hey, you know, tryouts are coming up and all those things we're working on the tryout packet right now as we speak. And so, you know, people are thinking about, you know, should I be changing gyms right now? And I've always said, like, you should change gyms or you should find a program that aligns with your values, right? And I still believe in that. But I did give that a little bit more thought as well. And when would I join a gym that didn't align with my values? And so here's when I would join a gym that didn't align with my values. Well. It would have to be that the coaching is superior. That's the only way you'd want to join a gym. I don't want to say the only way because I might think of something later. But it's like the coaching has to be superior, right? Like plus you have to be able, I guess as a parent, if I were to have Joey in a program that I didn't feel necessarily represented my values, the coaching would have to be A1, like head and shoulders above the next best option. Not just like kind of better, not like better on paper. They'd have to be hands down, heads and shoulders, above as far as coaching were concerned and not just winning actual coaching, coaching and winning are two different things. It had to be hands down better at coaching, not just a gym that was able to put together winning routines. There's a difference. I don't feel like explaining it right now. The other thing is that I would have to feel that Joey's foundation was a really strong foundation, that she were able to kind of discern, you know, what we would consider in our house, you know, right from wrong. I would have to feel that she had the maturity to discern the difference between right and wrong and not feel like she was going to be, I would have to feel like she wasn't going to be influenced, you know, in the wrong direction when, you know, when she went over to this new gym. And she had like a, her a her group of friends that we really, really trusted, you know, that were her home friends and then had gym friends. Like, I didn't really hang out when I did All-Stars. I didn't really hang out with any of my gym friends. My my All-Star gym was like an hour away. And so I never hung out with my All-Star friends. They, they were literally just my teammates. Like all of my friends were my friends I went to high school with. And so I never really even considered those guys – like I considered them my friends, but they weren't really like my friends. And so if she had a group of like her friends that we were like, oh, there's a good group of people and they, you know, they have good families and all this stuff that we trusted, then I guess I would let her go to a gym that I didn't feel was, you know, exactly on the same page as us that way. I don't know. I thought about that. B, feel free to agree. Feel free to disagree, B, you know.
1: I don't think either way, like, you know, I think you're making some very valid points for you and your family with like letting Joey go to a gym that, you know, didn't really align with your values. And for me, I think if the gym didn't align with my values, I still don't think I would allow my kids to to go to that gym. More so because I'm seen now as they are getting older, we have some strict rules in our house that I'm seeing the girls trying to like brush under the rug as they're getting older with middle school and those type of things. They are being influenced with certain things And, you know, we have put a stop to those things and talked about those things. But I just see right now the way the influence is with my kids. I don't think I would allow Mm -hmm. my kids to go to a gym that didn't align with our values. There we go. And that's only because I see what I what is going on right now in their lives. And, you know, it's nothing major, nothing drastic or anything like that. It's just little things, you know, that might be them going from elementary school into middle school and you know there's a lot of different feeder schools that go into their middle school so you know kids are changing but right now if someone said hey you know you can go to suzy's all-stars and it just didn't work out for our like align with our family values i would just say no Mm -hmm. at my point in life right now so there
0: we go all right well there you go Everyone, now you have two different perspectives. Take it for what it's worth. Make your own decisions. B, let's get to a break, and then when we come back, we'll we'll hop into the quote of the week. Owners, directors, coaches, we are in comp season now. So if you're looking for a second set of eyes as you're gearing up for your big events, I'd love to help out. You send me a video of your routine, and I send you a video back of your routine with what I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I've done this for have gone on to be world champions, NCAA All-Star champions, NCAA Collegiate champions, Summit champions, and D2 Summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at Jason Larkins, or you can reach me on Instagram at Jason Larkins, or on the Let's Talk Cheer podcast Instagram, Let's Talk Cheer podcast and we are back. This quote hit me not too long ago. And I was like, I can't believe I never said that on the show before. So this is a really good quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. And it's actually from Andre Carter. If you don't know Andre Carter, he's one of the judges who he's like, he's he's like a celebrity judge in the industry. But I also hear that Andre listens to the show. Andre did tell me he listens to the show. I'm not sure what that means if he listens every week, but he has told me he listens to the show, which I was very surprised about because I feel like he has, he'd have better things to do do than to listen to my cheerleading podcast. But Andre works for USASF. Oh, so coaches out there, if you ever send in your video, which guys send in your videos for le- legalities, right? Hey, I don't know Andre's exact so He's going to kill me. But he has a new title. But if you send in your video, when you send in your legality, he's like, hey, is this legal in level one? You know, Andre's in charge of like the app and, you know, telling you if you're legal or not legal and all that good stuff. So anyway, Andre back in the day told me this and I thought it was such a good quote. And he said we were talking about scores. He's really mentored me on scores in the score sheet. And I remember he told me, Every coach thinks, like when you get like two different scores, if we go to this competition and we get a, a 3.7, and then we go to this competition, we get a 3.9, and then we go to another competition and we get a 3.7 again. Coaches always go, Well, I last competition, I got a three point, I got a 3.9. Why isn't it a 3.9? He goes, Coaches always think the higher score is the correct score man, that's a bar. Every coach thinks the higher score is the correct score. Like he said that. I'm like, no, he's he's right. We always think the higher score is the correct one. And so why, you know- that just, I know, it just spoke to me. Like, he's right. Why can't it be the higher score that's the incorrect score? And I think as coaches, we have to realize that sometimes scores get inflated sometimes. Hey, like that score is a little bit too high, instead of if we always took the lower score as the correct score we as coaches would do more at practice to try to up the ante. If I got a 3.71 competition at 3.9, you know, I have two options. I can go, oh, we got 3.9, we're coasting, right? We're looking good, things are great. Or we get 3.7, we go, oh, what can I do to make this better? But you know what I'm saying, like why? I guess you could be 3.7 in technique, right? But I just feel as coaches... Like, it's not just because you got a high score one competition doesn't mean that that is the correct score. You know, I just feel like once we get it, we go, OK. It's like asking your mom and your dad, you know, if you can go to the park like, hey, mom, can I go to the park? Uh, No. And then you ask dad, hey, dad, can I go to the park? Well, yeah, sure. Why not? And then you're like, well, he gave me the answer I wanted. And so now I'm going to go to the park, right? And so instead of seeking the answer you want, I think we just need to take a more objective look and go, okay, this person gave me a 3.7. In your eyes, what did I need to do to get a 4.0? Like this person gave me a 3. In your eyes, what do I need to do to get a 4.0? Instead of just saying, well, you know, I got 3.9 last time. I got 4.0 last time. I'm going to leave it exactly the same, not making any changes to it. So I don't know. That's just my quote of the week on my mind. Andre told it to me. So I just want to share it with the world 10 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. What you got, B?
1: I think that was like a good quote for coaches. I think parents can relate to it in a different scenario type.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but sometimes I just like to listen. I don't like to say there we go. anything.
0: All right. Oh, B, you said this about, I remember said I wanted to comment on something, but I forgot, and now I remember. You mentioned like the gym was short-staffed, right, in the last segment, where if you just said, hey, owner, I just feel like the gym is short-staffed. The owner can easily go, oh, I know, we have been swamped, but I have a bunch of people interviewing. I'm really confident we're gonna hire like three more people. I totally know what you mean, right? And that's a super easy conversation to have, and the owner can go, Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. We're going to take care of that opposed to and how many times has this happened to you? Where you having a conversation with someone? You made a decision based on what you thought was going to happen. And then they go, oh, why don't you tell me we did X, Y and Z? Like, why don't you tell me we had this, like we could have done this for you? Yeah. You are like, oh, I didn't know. Right. Anyway, you said that I wanted to throw that out there as we said before, we are live on TikTok right now as we're recording this. So Abby, what what's what's going on? What's popping on TikTok? Well, we got any, any questions we need to address? Anyone in the comments? Yes.
1: So Savvy25 says, how do you feel about Summit coming? And I was thinking about this question earlier when we were talking about Nashville. You know, this is like our third year of doing out-of-state competition. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a parent, which I don't have a Summit athlete, but if I did. I feel like right now going into Nashville pretty much a month, three weeks to a month before Mm -hmm. summit happens. I feel like this is a great time to push the athletes even more because summit is coming up. Mm -hmm. This for us, Nashville is a big competition and you know, we're The pressure is on for you as coaches, athletes, but I feel like this is a good stepping stone to get them ready for Summit. Yeah, Does that make sense?
0: No, yeah, 100%. Yeah, this time you're trying, like, so with Summit or Summit with Nashville, you know, we know it's our last opportunity on the big stage to get feedback from the judges. And it's the last time where the judges are going to say, we like this about your routine. We don't like this about your routine. And it's the last time the judges are going to say that. Before we get to go to, you know, take off to Orlando and really compete, compete for a Summit National Championship, right? And so you want to put your best foot forward. What you don't want to do is just do stuff. There's things that we know as coaches that we tell the kids every day. Hey, you want your stunts to be in the air. You want to land on your feet. You want to have good timing, right? What we don't want is to get feedback from the judges on things that we tell the kids every day. If we have bad timing out there, the judges are just going to go, hey, have better timing. And we're going to go, yeah, I know we need to have better timing. I need feedback from the judges that I don't hear every day or that I don't tell the kids every day so that I can put us in a better position in Orlando, right? And so we need the kids to be at their very best. When they're at their very best, the judges can judge what their very best is And then we can make improvements upon that opposed to we have a hot mess of a day and they just tell us, you know what, a little less hot mess and this team would be better. Right. And we're like, oh, yeah, well, duh. (laughs) So so we want the kids to be, you know, as we head into these last events or this is our last event before the summit, we want the kids to really be at. We want them to put their best foot forward so the judges can give us honest feedback on how to improve that routine. And then we move on from there. So. Although I'm thinking about the summit, I'm always thinking about the summit. I'm like so focused on on being our very best at Nashville. And then once that happens, then obviously my my perspective will shift and I'll be all about, you know, summit and trying to get the teams ready for Orlando. So how do I feel about summit? I'm excited it's coming up, but I'm laser beam focused on Nashville right now. So
1: All right. Good to hear. Next question we have, let's like knock out a couple of these TikTok questions, is from Coach Mike. He says, kids who can only do a standing back handspring expecting to move up to a level two team.
0: There we go. Talk about it. Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100-hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The NextGen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how NextGen NextGen can help you book a call at NextGenOwners.com. Yeah, I I think there's a combination of things. Coach or parent education, athlete education, where they understand what it takes to move on to the next level. You know, when we think level two, all of us immediately think, if you've been in cheer for a while, you immediately just think back handspring, right? Like that's the the standard, you know, skill. But the score sheet has changed so much where it can't, it's not just a back handspring anymore. That is a level two skill, but you will not watch a routine and just watch a team do a single back handspring. There's not a team you're going to watch. When we go to well there won't be a team in uh, when we go to Nashville there's three they actually split junior 2 into three divisions A, B and C, right? There will not be a team that places in the top 5 in A, B or C that competes a single backhand spring. I would be shocked if there's a team that competed a single backhand spring and they were in the top 5, right? There will not be a team that makes summit, that makes the that makes finals at the summit that competes a single Back handspring, right? Standing one back handspring, right? It's just not worth any points on the score sheet. And Andre Carter always told me this, everything in the routine should be done for points. Guys, I'm about to go off on a tangent. Guys, stop with the stupid stuff in your routines. Guys, please, coaches, I'm begging you. Everything, Andre drilled this into my head, everything in the routine should be done for points. I'm not sure if I've said this on the pod before, but it should be. Guys, I watch routines sometimes and I think to myself, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Like that served no value to your routine. Just a public service announcement. Again, thank you, Andre Carter. Everything in the routine should be done for points. And if it's not done for points, it should not be done in the routine, right? And so anyway, you know, you get two minutes and 30 seconds. You get 47 eight counts. No one ever answered that question, who has the 58 count routine. There was a coach who talked about 58 count routine. You were going to win a prize, but no one ever DM me. Some routines get 58 counts, not recommended. Most routines are 45 to 47 eight counts, but you get 47 eight counts. Don't waste them on stupid stuff. Everything in the routine should be done for points. However, let's get back to Mike's question. Yeah, so I think it goes back to coaches or parent education, athlete education, where they understand that though a back handspring is a level two skill, you you can't compete it. It's you have to have more than just. It's like it, it's honestly like ordering. Going to McDonald's and just ordering the the patty. Like I'll just have a patty, you know, some meat, right? It's very important. You better, it's like probably the most important part that you need, but you need to have the bun and the lettuce and the pickles and the tomatoes and the all that other stuff. Ketchup and mustard and onions, right? You need all of those things to have a complete burger, not just a single back handspring, right? So you need the switch lay back handspring, you need the back walkover back handspring, you need the round off two back handsprings, the front walk over through the handspring, right? All those things make you a complete level two athlete, not just the single back handspring, right? And so athletes and parents need to have that understanding because if they don't have that understanding, then they will show up to tryouts. They'll do their single back handspring and they'll be crushed when they don't make the level two team and they will not have the understanding of why they didn't make the level two team. So there you go.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Next question we have is, from crystal deanne she said this is my girl's first year and she is on a s 4.2 at a d2 gym any suggestions to help her with trusting the process and recognizing she's still learning and she needs to be just as mentally strong as physically
0: there we go. Well, I think when it comes to that, we want to talk about just your sport, what you want is that your sport allows you to become a better person, right? And I think that's the focus that we need to have that the athletes need to have, that your sport is meant to shape you into becoming a better person, right? The goal of the sport isn't to excel through all the levels. The reason why parents put their kids in sports is so that they can become better people. I want to put my daughter in cheerleading so she can learn teamwork. Want to put my, you know, son in football so he can have some structure and some so you know he can learn how to take authority, you know, in his life, right? I want to put my kid in, you know, soccer so that they can just be a physically better, stronger person, right? Because those are all qualities that you know you need to live in the real world. Teamwork and I want to teach them work ethic and I want to teach them, you know, how to be a resilient person. Right. And so we need to really focus on the different character qualities that we want to see happen with the, you know, the athletes. You know, when I talked about pressure, we talked about this earlier, but pressure can make diamonds or pressure can make bus pipes. And so that is the sport shaping us into being a better person. The na- with Nashville looming, it's allowed us to be more focused on what we are doing. It's not about us actually going and winning Nashville and, you know, winning paid bids, what it's about is it's allowed us to focus so that we can block out all distractions so we can become the very best versions of ourselves, right? Because we all want to go out there on the floor and be the best versions of ourselves. So that's one of those things, teaching you patience. There's going to be times in life, there's a really good study. I know I've told this on the pod before, but there's this good study about kids. It was either marshmallows or cookies. And they said, hey, here's your marshmallow. And if you can not eat the marshmallow, you can have this one marshmallow now. And if you eat it, then you eat it. But if you can wait until I come back, then you can have two marshmallows, right? And so the kids like just can't help themselves. All these kids can't help themselves. They, you know, some of them eat it, some of them don't. But they did a study on those kids like 20 years later. And the kids who were able to resist the marshmallow and wait for the second marshmallow to come, those kids all did significantly better in school. They did significantly better, uh, or they got significantly better grades. And they had better, like, you know, they scored higher on all these different, all these different marks. And it showed that the ability to delay gratification is one of the best abilities you can have when it, when determining success. Let me say that again. Your ability to delay gratification is one of the best determining factors when it comes to determining success. You know, trusting the process is all about delayed gratification. And so we want to use that to emphasize those things about waiting and patience is a virtue and will have a lot more long-term benefits than making the senior three next season, right? Anyway, hope I answered that. 14 year olds do have minimal patience. And now's the time for them to learn it, right? And I'm not joking, I do that with Joey. This is hundred percent true. I'll give Joey an Oreo and go, hey Joey, you can have one Oreo now, or you can wait and you can have two Oreos. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, Joey's two and a half years old. But I'm trying to teach her delayed gratification, which I need to get back on it because she's been a little impatient lately. But yeah, all the time. Hey, you want one gummy bear now or two gummy bears later, right? I try to teach her to delay gratification. So anyway, anything else in the chat we need to answer? I once wrote a blog called Your Daughter Won't Fly Forever. But with Fly Right, she might fly a little bit longer. There's more pressure on flyers than any other position out there. Help your athlete fly right. Fly Right by Tumble Track is the personal stunt stand that helps cheerleaders fine tune their skills and perfect their body control. Made with heavy steel construction, it's easy to store away when not in use so your athlete can train anytime, anywhere. Give the gift of flying a little bit longer with Fly Right by Tumble Track. Link. In the show notes.
1: Nothing in the chat except for Crystal said she loved your delayed gratification statement. And she said 14 year olds have minimal patience. And I totally get it. Mine aren't 14, they're 12. But for me, I feel like my kids have finally realized to trust the process that you know we've been telling them for a couple of years because they get so for say Kinsley, she gets so down on herself when she's been trying and trying and trying at practice to get a certain tumbling skills. And you know, she comes home. And she gets it. And I'm like, see, I told you, like, just keep working at it. Like, eventually it'll click. Like, it will happen. So once they see the trust the process basically come full circle. I think that's when it really hits with these athletes to, okay, trust the process. My mom Mm -hmm. or my coach told me a year ago, like give yourself time and you will get this skill. And you finally gave yourself time and then you earn that skill and you're like, oh my gosh, my mom or my coach was right. For me, I tell them, hey, you have to trust the process. Practice, you keep practicing, it will happen. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's easier for kids to grasp the trust the process when they've the processes came full circle
0: yeah oh you know what and you say this and i'll wrap up with this coaches and maybe even parents but join a sport like Do something that you're not good at. And so right now, those two things in my life are CrossFit and golf. And so I've become a lot, you know, I'm pretty decent at CrossFit now. I'm not like a superstar or anything, but I've been doing CrossFit for a few years now. So I'm okay at it, but I get coached every day. And so it has reminded me of what it's like to be an athlete, right? What it's like to be on the other side of the coin, right? And to be the one that has to be the patient one and to be the one that has to listen to their coach coach and to have to do drills that i don't understand right and like why am i doing this and it's giving me that perspective i haven't lost that perspective of what it's like to be in the athlete's actual shoes and so been doing golf right which is actually the newest one but right so and and i'm complete novice at that and i by get coached on. And I have to remember, okay, there is a process here. There is, you know, he wants me to do this for a certain reason, right? There's, and so it's just given, it's just reminded me of that perspective and what it's like to be not only as a coach, but the anxiousness that athletes feel when they just feel like, or when they feel stuck and the frustration that athletes feel when they feel like they just can't get this certain, you know, skill or move or whatever, or when they have a bad day, right? Like I have bad days as well. Just something coaches get coached in something like go and parents go do it, too, because sometimes I think parents lose their empathy of for their kids. or they just tell their kids, well, just do it. And there's no way a parent would get out there and do a back handspring themselves. You know, like, oh, I ain't doing a back handspring. Well, you know, so a little humbling experience out there. Yeah, this has been fun. B. This is a good episode. Yeah. Anything else? Or should we, should we hop it off?
1: Yeah, we're good.
0: All right, guys. Hey, TikTok Live. Thanks for joining us on the live. Yes. Uh, maybe we'll do it again next week. And um, everyone else, you guys have been real. <laughs> hey we'll be in nashville baby let's go yeah
1: week after week
0: after let's go here we go five six seven eight we're We're out out. hey let's talk to your podcast listeners although this episode has come to an end there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine if you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things then check out the connecting people and profits podcast with host dan cotton If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you're a cheer parent and need another cheer parent to relate to and want to hear things from a cheer mom's perspective, then the Cheer Mom podcast is for you. Check one of them out, check them all out, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk to Your Podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.